And, of course, one of the greats to talk to about this wonderful game of football, none other than our Odyssey insider and former NFLer, Ross Tucker. Ross, Pete and Chris here in D.C. Appreciate a few minutes this morning. How are you, sir? Hey, Ross. Absolutely. I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Doing great. I think the last time we had you on was the Army-Navy game in person up in New York uh, last year. Are you uh, coming to Philly for that uh, again this year or no? Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be calling the game for Westwood One, which I love. It's my favorite day of the year right. every year. And I'll be at Radio Row the day before. So let's uh, let's make sure we make that happen Absolutely. again. Absolutely. We will see you there. Ross, I was listening to you and Harlan driving back from a game I was broadcasting Monday night, and I couldn't help but feel the exuberance from the former offensive lineman as Washington decided to, hey, we're just going to come to the line of scrimmage. We're going to get the bullhorn out and say, we're running the football. And they did just that. And quite frankly, Ross, I know you probably watched the film you know, in preparation for the game. It's quite a departure from Scott Turner to do that. But yet I think from a coaching standpoint, it was brilliant because right now, Ross, that's the way they've got to make their hay, and certainly it worked against the league's best last week. Well, it was definitely the right decision against the Eagles for a lot of different reasons, right? I mean, number one, the Eagles, like if you looked at every statistic there is or whatever, they're like top five in everything except for run defense, right? Like that was the one relative weakness where they were kind of middle of the pack. So that's number one. And then number two, the Eagles offense has just been so good and so explosive that you wanted to try to keep the ball away from them. And it worked to perfection. It's one of the things I really think is awesome about football is that, you know, it's only one game a week and you have all of these coaches, they spend two days just talking amongst themselves, watching the film, dissecting everything to come up with a plan that gives their guys, based on what they have and what the opponent has, the best chance possible to win the game. And the commanders had an awesome plan. They came out, they executed it almost flawlessly, and they won the game. And I love that. I love that you can be a double-digit underdog and come out and have a good plan, execute it, and win. And even with the flip side from the Eagles' perspective, I like that for the most part in athletics, and in particular in football, you kind of get what you deserve, right? Like, you got to earn it. I don't care if you're undefeated. Like, you go inside those white lines, nothing is guaranteed for you. You have to go earn it every time, and the Eagles did not. On the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls are brought to you uh, by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips. Of course, you can listen to the Ross Tucker podcast. It's an excellent podcast. Uh, you can follow Ross on Twitter. Excellent follow as well, at Ross Tucker NFL. My favorite bit is when Ross goes around to every press box and takes pictures of the food and does an evaluation of the, f- of, of, of the, of the spread because that's the only thing I used to care about when I got to travel was where are we going and how good is the food? The picture of the pretzel 
pretzels the other night, Ross. It was killing me. If that game wasn't a night game, I was going to be right there at that pretzel bin with you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, I love it. Anyway, I love the bit. Uh, so I appreciate you doing that. Um, so here's my football question out of all that, out of that muck. Um, is is the is the commander's first half run success and and the way they controlled that clock because they didn't have as much success in the second half is it sustainable for multiple weeks in your opinion or do they need a lot more out of Heineke or ultimately whoever becomes the quarterback? You know, I it's interesting. I don't think going twelve or fourteen on third down is like sustainable, but. That doesn't mean it's still not a good formula for them. Now, the thing that's interesting is with getting Jahan Dotson back, they've got some weapons at receiver. I mean, McLaurin, we know, is like a known commodity. I think Dotson's a really good player. Samuel's done some good things. So I do think that the run game should be a big part of what they do, but I don't know that they need to be quite as run-heavy as they were against Philadelphia. I I will say the one thing that jumped out to me is, you know, that first game, what did the Eagles have, like nine sacks or something? Um, And that's the other reason why Washington did the right thing. You know, Heineke had a lot of time, a lot of time to throw the ball because when they did throw it, it was usually like a first down play action or something when the Eagles were tired, when the Eagles were playing run, they had all kinds of time to deliver the football. Ross, is it, it your for your former player? You'd be perfect to answer this question. Does it mean anything at the pro level when a team is seemingly rallying around what would be quote a lesser talented player at the most important position in pro sports? like Washington is around Taylor Heineke right now. Does that translate in the locker room as much as it appears it is right now on the surface? Yeah, I think it does. I I think having a belief in the guy at that position at whatever level makes a difference. You know, one of the things I tell people about my career is, like when I was in New England, right, and Brady's the quarterback, you know you're going to win the game. Like, you know it. Mm -hmm. So, like, late in the game, and by the way, we didn't win every game, but in your mind, we are going to win. Tom Brady's our quarterback. We're going to go down and score. We're going to win. Now, when I was, like, in Buffalo with Bledsoe, I thought we would win. Bledsoe's good. We're good. We're going to go down. We're going to win. So, you know in, in New England with Brady, you thought, in Buffalo, then there's other quarterbacks they had who will remain nameless in other teams mm. where you hoped. It's a big difference, really big difference. And I think Taylor Heineke, those guys believe. I'm not saying that they know they're going to win, but I think they think they're going to win with him. And I think with Wentz, they were kind of hoping that he was going to be able to get it done for them. Yeah. That's a good point. Ross Tucker with us. Uh, Again, our Odyssey NFL Insider. Uh, Make sure you check him out. Uh, again, at Ross Tucker, uh, NFL on Twitter uh, for all of his thoughts uh, and the Ross Tucker pod. Um, So 
I thought, um, so curious what you thought from your vantage point in the booth, and I don't know how much of the commanders you get to see week to week because you're calling different games and you're watching the whole league, whereas we zero in on one team. Brian Robinson was clearly a different Brian Robinson on Monday night than he had been in the buildup to Monday night. Now, when you get shot twice in the leg and, 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 and overcome what he's, everybody understands there, there was probably a reason for that. But did you see, I guess, the type of running back that you were uh, hearing the preseason buzz about out of Alabama and over the offseason, A, and B, do you think a lot of their um, their motion and what I call crazy motion, Ross, a lot of fly sweep motion, a lot of jet sweep motion, uh, they ran an end-around fake, they ran you know, different kinds of smoke and mirror and eye candy stuff. Do you think that really helped them out and kind of confused the Eagles a little bit? Well, I'm a big fan of the eye candy and the jet motion, the ghost motion. You know, all you're really trying to do is get people to hesitate for a split second, right? I mean, like, everything out there happens so fast that if you don't go right away to where you're supposed to go, you're going to be late. So when there's jet motion or ghost motion, though, you kind of feel like you're going to be late either way. Like if you just go for the run and it is the jet or the ghost, you're going to be well behind for that. You'd almost rather hesitate for a second, make sure you know where the ball is, but then they got you. They got what they wanted. They got you to hesitate for a second. That was, that was the goal. So it's really just designed to get a split second hesitation. It worked as for Brian Robinson. I don't think he's a special back. I think he's solid. Um, I thought he did a good job, but, you know, I do a lot of stuff for the Eagles, like their pregame. I mean, they should be a lot more worried about Jonathan Taylor because those those four- to six-yard runs that Robinson and Antonio Gibson were getting, you know, Taylor's going to get 18 to 40 on some of those plays. Mm. Mm. Ross, you led me into my next question. It was like Rocky versus Ivan Drago the other night, and the Eagles were Ivan Drago. They're finally cut. Uh, does, are, are we worried that, you know, this might turn into something else for Philadelphia, or do you think they get right back up on the wheel uh, and, and get going here after getting their first defeat on Monday night? Well, we're going to find out. I mean, that is, uh, that's what's so cool about the NFL, right? Like, every week, I talked about this earlier, they come up with a different game plan, blah, blah, blah. Well, the commanders had one that worked. And so the way the NFL is, like, if you have a scab, like, they pick it. They pick it until you heal the scab or you put a Band-Aid over it or something. So, and by the way, the Colts head coach is a former offensive line coach. What do you think he wants to do in this game? Yeah. I mean, they're going to try to pound him. I saw where the Eagles signed Linval Joseph. That should help a little bit until they get Jordan Davis back. Mm-hmm. But not having Dallas Goddard, is a huge loss. I mean, I, he's a top three tight end in the NFL. He's the most efficient tight end. He gets overshadowed by guys like Kelsey and Andrews because he doesn't get the volume, but he is really, really good. And it's so unfortunate that not only did they miss the face mask, you know, for the fumble, but that's how he got hurt. You know, he got yeah. yanked down by the face mask and landed awkwardly on his, soul, uh, on his shoulder. You want to talk about a double whammy. That's yeah. brutal for the Eagles. Well, they, yeah, they not only, like you said, missed the penalty, but also that kept the turnover in play. 
and Washington got a field goal out of it, right? So people kind of forget about the triple <laughs> nature of that one particular play and how that shapes uh, uh, you know, a player's season or a path or maybe even a team season. Ross Tucker with us, our Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetQL, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Uh, today. All right, spinning around the rest of the NFL, but staying home in the East, Ross. Don't know how much of the Giants you've gotten to see. Uh, you know, look, at 7-2, I mean, obviously, Dayball's done a tremendous job. I just have this feeling, and I don't I don't think I'm saying anything obscene here, if you can bottle up Saquon Barkley like Seattle did two weeks ago, you're going to beat the Giants. Is that fair, or is that not giving them enough credit? Probably not giving them quite enough credit because there have been some games where he didn't have a huge game and they still won. I mean, the Giants play the same game, it feels like, almost every week where it's a close game late and they find a way to, to get it done for the most part. But there have been other games where Saquon wasn't great but they've been able to have Daniel like there's a game I think where Daniel Jones rushed for like a hundred yards. <laughs> like like that they, they I'll give Dable a lot of credit. He has figured out different ways, lots of different ways for them to be able to for them to be able to win. You know on the surface there, Ross, all they did was change coaches. Is it really? Did it really make that great a difference for that team and the confidence in that team and what they're doing that has grown week after week after week? It's like I told Chris earlier. They're not losing games. We can sit here and try and poke holes in them all we want and say they're not a great 7-2 team, but they're not losing games, Ross, and, that, and Washington's got to face them twice back-to-back with a bye week in between. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, those will be, uh, those will be close hard-fought games. Honestly, I think right now the teams are somewhat similar. You know, the the Giants have just won more of the close games than the Commanders have, but I, I don't think there's a huge difference. They both have two stud D tackles. You know, D lineman, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams for the Giants, obviously Payne and Allen for Washington. They both have quarterbacks that you probably would rather have somebody better. Um, but it's interesting. There's some similarities there. Ross Tucker with us. Uh, how about the Cowboys, Ross? Are you down on them after the loss at Green Bay and Lambeau, or was that just you know desperation meets disaster? How do you kind of view the Cowboys moving forward? Because I think a lot of us thought, hey, championship-level defense, but, I mean, clearly a bad game, allowing Christian Watson to get off, uh, up off the mat for three touchdowns. Uh, something to worry about there along with their offense, or not really? Yeah, I think there is. I mean, now that now they've got three losses. They only had Micah Parsons rush eight times. I don't understand that. They got run all over by the Packers. So, I mean, look, I think they're a good team. I think they'll be in the mix until the end. But I don't think that they're – I don't think they got a great chance to win the division. Um, and I think they're, they're going to have some issues as – I mean, they gave up a bunch of points. And I don't know, they just, they're like the opposite, I feel like, sometimes of the Giants who maybe aren't that talented but find a way to to get the win late. I feel like the Cowboys, 
find a way to not win some of those games that they should. Agree. Is there a drastic difference in that team between Rush and Prescott, as Jerry Jones has been getting peppered with that question here over the last couple of weeks? There's a decent difference, yeah. I mean, I, I think Dak's um, a decent amount better. Cooper Rush did some good things, and the defense was playing so well that they were winning. But, you know, Cooper Rush doesn't put up that many points against the Packers on Sunday. They don't, you know, CeeDee Land doesn't have that kind of game with Cooper Rush. And it's not Dak's fault that the defense gave up, you know, a 14-point lead. Now, I know Dak did have two interceptions. The one, certainly the first one was all over him. But the second one... C.D. Lamb kind of hung him out to dry, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that would have happened with Rush, too. Uh, last thing for you, you obviously played here a couple of times. You played uh, under the ownership of Dan Snyder. Um, you know, he's gonna, it looks like he's going to sell the team. That's not official. Uh, looks like Bezos and Jay-Z are the front runners. Again, that's not, you know, that's just odd makers and, 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 and money and common sense. Just curious from your perspective, as a player, in a normal organization, which this has never been, and, and you and I uh, kind of uh, were, were uh, you were here when I wasn't here, I got here after you, all that stuff. Uh, but we all know how dysfunctional it's been, right, from inside and from afar. But in a normal organization, it wouldn't matter who the owner is, correct? Or would it matter who the owner is? Um, it matters. Okay. Yeah, what the owner does sort of, permeates through the organization. I mean, it, I don't think it matters a ton, but that person ultimately hires the people beneath them, which does make a big difference, a huge difference. Now, ironically, I think Jason Wright and Ron Rivera are really good hires by, by the commanders. And I like that Snyder has them in those important roles. I think they're good men and good at what they do. Um, but that's, that's, you know, there's like so many little things I could say, like, like, the, like the, the commander's press box food is terrible. <laughs> it's actually terrible. And that's, that's a reflection on the organization. Yes. Right? Like that, that wouldn't fly in Philadelphia. Well, I that wouldn't well, fly in Baltimore. I, I mean, wouldn't. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and like the, is the Philadelphia spread still as good as I remember it? Uh, Cause it's been a while since I've been up there. It's still really like a plus, right? Yeah. Oh, check out my social media. Well, I know. I yeah. Tucker I, NFL. No, I mentioned From the, pre- the, the pretzels. Night, it was. It was delicious. I mean, they had porchetta and you know uh, brisket stuffed pierogi. Yeah. And butter squash, nut um, ravioli and crab cakes. I mean, it's just like you guys know what it's like at FedEx Field. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah, I saw the pretzels. I didn't see the, the the other pictures, but I I that's like my favorite bit. Like I said earlier in the spot, my favorite bit is where is Ross Tucker, and what food is he scouting? I was going to say, I, I, it's, I mean, it's Ross, like even, my hey, favorite Twitter it's bit. Not a bit. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, Ross. Even what they look, I do it in the American Athletic Conference when I'm on the road with Navy. I rate all the schools in terms of who's got the best press box food. But even what they do in Philly for us for the Army Navy game. Because, uh, I mean, the, the food we even get for that, it's not quite the depth of the NFL game, but it's still the best freaking food you've ever had in your life at a college football game. So, you know, I, I think Philadelphia is unmatched, Ross. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in like Flint number one uh, with Philadelphia, press box food uh, all the time. Appreciate you joining us, Hoss, and look forward to having you back here uh, as we get down the stretch here in this NFL season. Appreciate the time today, and we look forward to seeing you in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks. 
Sounds great. See you guys. Thanks, you Ross. Ross Tucker joining us, our Odyssey Insider, brought to you by our friends at BetQL. Yep. And, of course, don't forget BetQL going to be out at BetMGM mm-hmm. this weekend. Our boy Nick Costos and the gang going to be out there starting on Sunday through Tuesday. Mm. So if you're over at MGM Resorts over there at National Harbor, look for Nick Costos. Maybe they should let the your boys out of the cage every once in a while. <laughs> what do you think? I, look, do. I've already said we should be at one of these places uh, for the NCAA tournament because those yeah. games tip off just afternoon and we can, you know, lead people right. up to that with three hours of NCAA preview and stuff like that. So just saying, I've already planted that seed. Yeah. We got f- five months to figure it out. I mean, we could do something for the NFL, though. Yeah, we could. First two weeks of college basketball, by the way, have been insane. We're going to have a great time. Good restaurants around here if anybody wants to sponsor us. Very very much so. Bring us lunch. 301-230-0980. We could be like the junkies and get a VIP gift package from the Wizards. I mean, we we don't even want swag. We just want food. That's all. The Houston Texans are the opponent this week. Maturity check. Washington. You think they're ready to handle the deal coming up this week? 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Touchdown at 10 continues on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Already halfway home on a Thursday morning show. Thursday night football tonight. Green Bay, Tennessee. Short-handed Tennessee team. But because their division is garbage, not a bad week if you've got to sit some people out on a short week and just kind of punt this game, quite frankly. This is kind of like that NBA game where LeBron or Anthony Davis or Bradley Beal sit out for maintenance, Mm. you know? Who's out for the Titans again? There's Uh, like seven people. Okay. But, I mean, Henry and Tannehill are playing. Yes, but most of their secondaries out. Right, okay. Um, I mean, they've got... They've got a ton of people, a ton of starters is that are not playing. Is there safety Bayard out? Uh, what's the name? Kevin Bayard? Kevin Bayard, one of the best in the league, by yeah, the way. Plays re- in relative anonymity in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's short week, obviously. It's hard for a lot of teams, you know, of course, to get ready. Uh, and injuries, you know. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I think all these oh, – by the way, the game's on 980 tonight. You can listen to it starting at 730 on the Team 980 and or the Odyssey app. Uh, so if you need your Titans Packers fix, if you're bumping around doing, uh, you know, some early Thanksgiving shopping or, you know, you've got soccer games or you've got 17 basketball games to call. How many games do you have to call tonight? Uh, I got Rosecroft tonight. Oh, and don't so forget, I'll be well, at Rosecroft tomorrow morning right. scheduled to race against Britt Waters from Channel 7 tomorrow. So I'm not even going to see you tomorrow. Uh, probably not. Maybe I should stay at home. What do you think? I don't know. It's up to you. <clears throat> I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be doing my portion of the show from Rosecroft tomorrow morning. I'll is be the, here. Is the weather supposed to be okay? Weather's going to be fine. All right, no rain. So so tonight, cold, actually, you when that. you're at Rosecroft, you can watch the game. You don't need to listen to the game, so, right? You have television. Monitors, oh yeah, yeah, we got. But, the, so you can watch the Thursday night game, yeah. and you can watch the Caps. Yes, probably my, get run off the floor. My girl in, Mary uh, Horn makes sure that we have the Caps game on. She okay. is a. Super Caps and University of Maryland marks. So we always go. have those games. Well, on. if you want to listen to the Titans and Packers, again, um, 
You know, the Packers coming off of their biggest win of the year, clearly, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Short week, but at Lambeau Field. Listen, there was a lot of snow. Where, what game was I watching last night? Was that Central Michigan and Western Michigan? Yes. That it was just a blizzard. Yes. And I know talking to Natalie last night, it was snowing in Canton, Ohio. Uh, obviously, there's like three feet of snow expected in Buffalo. Uh, this weekend, if you're a Bills-Browns better or interest, uh, I don't know if that Isn't game Isn't that is- in Buffalo where they asked the public to come in and yes. help shovel the snow out of the state? I don't know everything. if the game is going to stay in Buffalo because to the point of, like, even though Buffalo is prepared for snow, nobody is prepared for three feet of snow, and number one. getting the Browns in and out of town safely, people right. to the stadium in and out of town and safely. And that's the thing you take away. In order to clear the parking lots and the pathways, not only in the stadium, but also out of the stadium, it takes away resources, whether it be snow trucks, right. snow removal, salt, just manpower, Security, police. right from all over. You know and where remember, they should go play? They should go play at Syracuse. Well, if there's three feet of snow in Buffalo, there's a decent chance that there's going to be some bad snow in Syracuse. All right, well, where do Syracuse you want usually get well. They can, Toronto. They can go to Detroit. The problem is, is the the problem with going to Detroit is the snow is expected to start Friday, meaning tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night. So, can you get? Can you get this game moved, one, and two, get it to a situation where the Bills are going to have to, you know, the Browns would travel presumably just on Saturday like normal, right. but the Bills would have to get out of Buffalo probably Friday afternoon. But you got to staff the game. You got to get Detroit to staff the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. You got to no, get. I, I know. But, but they did it. Uh, was it a hurricane? I can't remember. The Jets played a game in Detroit, and I can't remember who it was against. It was on a Monday night. It was like, you know, one of these, maybe it was the Jets were supposed to play the Dolphins or, or New Orleans or something uh, like that. I, I remember them playing on a Monday night in Detroit, but not against the Lions uh, because of weather not too long ago. So, I, I mean, look. You're right. There are logistical challenges, and I know you know some people were slamming the under because of the snow and all that stuff. And obviously, if the game goes to a different location, that changes, I guess, the prism and what have you. But I mean, there could be. I guess how we got onto this is there could be some snow falling tonight at Lambeau Field at Green Bay freaking Wisconsin. Green Bay Wisconsin. Anyway, <clears throat> wrestling fans would know the reference. Uh, to that, Mister Cutty. Anyway, um, on <laughs> Titans Packers tonight, uh, right here on the Team Nine Eighty. By the way, uh, Ross Tucker was great. Uh, just one more uh, time, we want to remind you that uh, Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider, uh, was presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools. Right. At your fingertips. You know, I use the BetQL app every single weekend, not only for my NFL bets, but for our Saturday six-pack picks, and they have guided me. Now, sometimes I go against BetQL's advice, and sometimes I've been successful with that, but by and large, BetQL has... You know, what they have, especially in their five- and four-star bets and three-star bets... They're right on because they've got all the data. They they it's not a gambling site. It's an information site with all the trends, all the analysis, all the stuff prepared to help you be a better, better whatever sports book you're in. Uh, and by the way, Bennett Conlin, just uh, uh, who's like a sports reporter uh, and 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 does a lot of business, he just announced uh, on his Twitter that um, 
and somebody else is now uh, announcing it. Oh, the Maryland lottery director uh, said indeed that gambling uh, or mobile gambling, I should say, in Maryland will indeed start on uh, on on Wednesday. Well, uh, this, this Wednesday. I, yeah, that's the, what I've been reporting the, the, launch, the whole time. No, really. no, no, absolutely. You're right. The launch time, though, has yet to be determined. <laughs> So it's not, I mean, it's possible. We can't do it at six o'clock. Right. The SWART committee won't let us. We want to do it at seven o'clock. But no, that's what I'm saying. The I mean, the SWART committee said nine. I mean, it's possible that this thing doesn't, you know, it's not like, oh, at, at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. when most of, when most I people have a chance you, to, no, in, it could be at 4 p.m. or it could be at 8 p.m. or internally, whatever. Internally, there are people within state government and the lottery commission that want to take most of the members of this SWART committee. Into a, room in a river and say, "What are you people doing? You have cost us billions of dollars mm-hmm. in the state. Mm-hmm. Billions, billions with a B. Okay. Guess who is sacrificing? I don't know about billions, but millions because of this. The commanders. They're yes. not going to be ready to uh, launch next week when Maryland opens up. Now, like they're." Help me out here, uh, and 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 I should know this. I mean, like, they only benefit the the commanders from the new betting license that they got for in stadium at FedEx Correct. field gambling, right? They That's don't get a their, cut. No, their it, money comes from their cut comes from money that is taken right. in at the stadium on site in that location which can be 7 days a week of course and will be 7 days a week but it will only but, be but one they day ju- a week the, the reason why I they're mean, in I mean who's going to FedEx Field who's going to FedEx Field well, except the people that live right there in Seat Pleasant right. off Bright Seat Road but that's I mean that's who they're counting on right they're they're counting because on everybody the, everybody in Prince George's County is already going the the people on the west side of mm-hmm. FedEx are going up to Maryland Live up 295 right. And the people east of it are coming down here to National MGM. Harbor. Yeah. So, but but I mean, they're there hoping are, there thirty thousand people. people on Sunday. Yes. Before they go into their seat. Yes. Will go into their room, whatever Correct. they divide. I mean, you know, we I guess it was the old uh, uh, store, the old um, uh, merchandise store. I think is what they turned into. Uh, they're turning into their betting parlor there. They're hoping that thirty thousand people on Sunday will. Peruse through there, bet on NFL games and other things while they're there, and then go into their seats and watch the game. Yeah, it, it, their big money maker clearly is going to be game day. There's no doubt. But I presume you'll get a little bit of a little trickle of business throughout the week because I will tell you this: surprisingly, whenever you go to FedEx Field on a non-game day event. There are people like driving around Ring Road, which is the stadium, the the it's road that a, circles around a, the stadium. It's an easy cut through from yeah, Central Avenue right. over to 202. But it's like the Autobahn. Yeah, I mean, people are going sure. crazy. So I, I think they will get people that just say, oh, okay, I got, you know, like just instead of going to the convenience store or whatever and, and playing the Maryland lottery, they'll play, uh, you know, the, 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 they'll play the, the Wizards minus two and a half against the Heat. We're taking you the know, over in last night's what, game against OKC. Whatever. Shay Gilgis um, Alexander. Yeah, I, I mean, well, yeah, I, the Oklahoma City Thunder can score, and they, they certainly well, Shea didn't. Shea Gilgis Alexander yeah, can well, score. Yes, 
step yeah. back three and Monte Morris's grill. I mean, yeah. There was nothing, nothing Monte could do besides foul him at that point. All right, we'll get to the calls in just a moment. Uh, we got a little bit of, um, I guess, news, if you will, on the potential ownership uh, situation from the Washington Post, which I'll get you right here in a sec. Let's do it right now. You know what time it is. All right, most of us have been focused on, of course, the combined reported bid of Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z and perhaps even Matthew McConaughey, and so are other prospective buyers. According to the Washington Post, and Nikki Jamala of the Post just tweeting this out moments ago, quote, some people familiar with the situation said they believe those issues, meaning the issues to resolve the ownership and the lawsuits and the litigation, could take six to 12 months to resolve. That is not the only, uh, that is not, the only legal action, she says, uh, in the article that is likely to complicate any sale. Investors are aware that other lawsuits could arise from ongoing investigations. So, again, this might not be wrapped up as quickly as everybody wants it to be. We were just talking about the Wizards and a disappointing loss last night to Shane Gilgis, Alexander, and the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, after they thought thought Bradley Beal had delivered them the game-winning bucket with about six seconds left. They thought wrong. Uh, as SGA popped a three, 121-120, the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Washington Wizards. Tonight, it is the Capitals over on 106.7, the fan. They visit the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. Puck drop for that one at 8 o'clock, pregame at 745, while we have the Thursday night football game between the Packers and the Tennessee Titans right here on 980 and the Odyssey app. And that's what's trending. Sitting across from Godzilla of Sports Radio, Chris Russell. I'm Pedro Guerrero. It's good to have you. How did I become the Godzilla of Sports Talk Radio? I don't know. Did you listen to the opening segment? <laughs> you were kind of fired up. Well, you were breathing fire like well, Godzilla, was he not, Matty? I was just trying to wake people up. I was it just was trying, trying to... to yeah. You went from the calm composed. Yeah. Let me ask you about Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Paul Georgian. <laughs> to five minutes later, the man breathing fire through these I, airways. I got information from the sharks. It's all right. You'll have that information tomorrow when it's time to do our Saturday six-pack. Guerrero know, bounced back last week, two you know, and one. I can you tell notice, you what. You notice how I put a little twist I, on I it. Like that, I like that. Always, you, always, you, always, you always bring that up. Um, <laughs> I can guarantee I mean, you on principle. I mean, we're just having some fun, but I mean. <laughs> on principle alone, I'm staying the hell out of the Big Ten this week. Okay. Every week I go to the Big Ten for a road favorite or road underdog, rather. Purdue. Wisconsin, doesn't matter. They've let me down five straight weeks. So mm. time to leave the Big Ten out this week. 
uh, for the Saturday six pack. I can guarantee you that much. Let's go to the phones. 312-300-0980. <laughs> Pete's going to pick like McNeese State versus Alcorn State. No, that- <laughs> Alcorn. I would take Alcorn though if you want to. If you want to play that game, even though they're not playing each other. Um, let's go up Route seventy and get Roy in Brunswick to start the day. What's up, Roy? Uh, hang on one second. Oh, there it is. Hello, Roy. Hey, good morning, gents. How awesome are you? Show as always. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Good. How are you two doing today? We're doing spectacular. Splendid. It's always easier after a win. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I think that this is is a game where they cannot play down to their opponents. They've been playing up. I mean, they should have beat Minnesota. Um, you know, they, they played obviously really well against the Eagles. So you can't have like a game where you have to squeak one out that you should, you know, be stomping a team. Um, I just hope that Turner doesn't try to get too cute and, you know, uh, that we don't get too blitz happy and that we just do our job and and get off the field like we have been doing. Um, It'd be good to sprinkle in Chase Young to to be able to kind of test him in a game where we probably don't need him as much as we will later to see how, how he ends up and see how his pain management is afterwards. And I think what's not being talked about that I think would be really important this week is, is on some of the short and medium stuff to really have to for Turner to route up Logan Thomas as a primary third down conversion guy because if he gets healthy going down the stretch and then McKissick eventually comes back, you've got five legit weapons where if you're going to keep trying to pound this into a third and two, third and three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially near the red zone because I think that's where Heineke being shorter and struggles if you if you're not going to roll him out, you need that big body Logan Thomas and they got to get some chemistry going for some of these games that we need to keep the clock, you know, keep the ball and uh, such. I think this is a very astute point, as always, Roy. Um, and, and And here's why. If you go back to week one, right, who made three monster third down catches that led directly to touchdowns? Logan Thomas, I'll answer it. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah. I mean, so so he has clearly, you know, he had an impact in that game. He clearly has not had the same impact since then. But if you do watch him, I, I do think, and people that I've talked to, again, no big earth-shattering whatever, think he is finally starting to round back into form. Remember, you know, he had a pretty gruesome knee injury too, and there was a lot of, well, uh, gruesome might be strong. Uh, there was a lot of conjecture on whether he actually like fully tore it, and uh, remember there was all that debate like in, in, in after in the ensuing weeks and and different reports and whatever, and then he finally had the surgery, but he was ready to go week one. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to you know pick on Chase or anything like that. V- different body, different injuries, all that stuff. But he was ready to go week one. Just because you're ready to go and you're able to demonstrate that you can run routes and play football again doesn't mean that you are yourself. And if this offense, because I don't know when J.D. McKissick's coming back. And even when J.D. McKissick comes back, he wasn't a big factor in the offense leading up to that, which was kind of disappointing for me. Um, they weren't finding a way to use him for whatever reason. I can't imagine J.D. McKissick's going to once again re-emerge, reemerge as a big part of the offense, but I damn well know who could, and that's Logan Thomas, to your point. I think we lost Roy. Roy, appreciate the call. Uh, let's get uh, Chuck in South Carolina listening in on the Odyssey app. What's up, Chuck? Hey, good morning, y'all. I like morning, the show, Chuck. and uh, I got I to gotta get this off my chest. I don't know if y'all too know it or not, but I swear y'all long-winded. Y'all long-winded. Y'all talk about a bunch of stuff that I don't, 
as a fan of this team, I don't care if it snows in Buffalo and they got to move the game. I don't want to hear that. I just want to hear Washington Redskins stuff. You know what I mean? I feel you, Chuck. I feel you, Chuck. He, he, here's here's my defense of that. If I had to talk just about the Commanders for 15 hours a week, you know, because we do the show three hours a day and five days a week, and, and this is just one outlet, right, that we all work for. Uh, Pete's got plenty of other different jobs, but I, everything I do is centered around the Commanders. If I had to do that, I'd poke my right. eyes out. You know? I mean, but why, though? That's who pay your check, Because right? they I – mean, no, 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 no. They don't pay my check. <laughs> they don't pay my check. Odyssey pays the check. The commanders have nothing okay. to do – I mean, we talk about the commanders 90% of the time. But, I mean, we have to be yeah. able to talk about other NFL teams and games and situations and gambling and, uh, and, and, and other sports. I mean, you know, they're not good – I mean, it's not like they're 13-1, and one, you know, and, and, and everybody's in euphoria. I mean, coming off of a yeah, huge but win, but huh? It's still our team, though. I, I we got it. Hear about our team. I got it. I know I do. I live in South Carolina. I got it. So I, I, I tune in. I have this app specifically to hear about my team. You and and we ap- and we appreciate you, but but I mean, I'm just going to continue to defend ourselves, Pete. Do we not talk? About the commanders between ninety and ninety-five yeah, percent Chuck, of the time. Chuck, to be honest with you, we got people that take us to task every day that we don't talk enough about the Nationals or the Wizards. But Kevin did a segment on the Wizards in his show, and a guy took him to task for wasting a segment on the Wizards. So, I mean, none of us can win for losing trying to talk about all the local sports teams. So, but your point yeah, about the yeah. what is what is your point about Washington? Please, the floor is yours. I this. Okay, thank you. This is my point, and, and, and just give me a second to make it. All right, so, I like Heineke. I like Wentz. But when you're a starting quarterback, I feel like with Heineke, I think Heineke would play much better if he didn't have to look over his shoulder because he knows he's a temporary starter, and he's probably not the people's choice. But he's my choice because those guys believe in him. If I, I believe if they just – you know, tell him, like, you're the starter going in, you're the man, and then he can just go out and play freely because it's like this. How could you possibly drive your car looking in the rearview mirror? You know what I'm saying? You can't see where you're going. I think he's just always looking over his shoulder, and that's what compounds the mistake. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, Chuck, Chuck, I, I, I understand completely. Here's what I think. I think right now, Chuck, as long as he keeps putting W's up on the board, he's going to be fine. And I think as each week goes by that he trots out there with the first-team offense, I think he continues to uh, answer that that question for himself. So, and Ron, Ron, look, Ron briefly hesitated this week, but then said, you know what, Uh, we're getting to work here and it's going to be number four. So... I think as long as the results continue in that trend, I think he's, he stays the quarterback. And I think he knows that now because this was maybe the right, first right. week that, that that other question about the other quarterback could have uh, certainly come in uh, to at least be, uh, you know, with, with Wentz maybe getting back on the field at some point. Yeah. And who don't like an underdog? I mean, oh, we all love the underdog. It's a great, yeah, everybody loves the underdog. And I just feel like the team just plays harder, man. We have a, good running game and that's the foundation for success Absolutely. they keep running the ball they can they can do whatever they want to do on that field Absolutely. and I, I just feel like we need to we need to give our team more credit because we always talk about the other team 
But man, we have a hey, hell of a team. Hey, we Chuck in South Carolina, I, I got something for yeah. you, baby. We're uh, launching yes, a, a sister station called the Pete Nine Eighty. We have the three a.m. <laughs> slot open. Would you like to host it? <laughs> so you can talk Commanders one hundred percent of the time. You know, I do it. I do okay. it. I'm fr- I'm actually from Football City, USA. Google it. All right. Okay. We love you, Chuck. I'm. I'm yeah. Thanks, yes, pal. Sir. Appreciate you, Hoss. I mean, like, we got people that kill us for talking commanders 90% of the time, and we got people that kill us for not talking about commanders 100% of the time. I would even say it's It's between 90 and 95% of the time, especially during football season. No doubt. But, I I mean, what do you want? You know, like, like we have to be able to talk about other teams and other games. We have to. 301-230-0980. Final hour of the show is coming up next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.